Namaste. Satnam. What's up, bitches? Howdy. Hi. How's it going? Welcome back to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. Um, on this week's podcast, I sit down and have a conversation with an old friend of mine from junior high. Um, his name is Adam Lusea. We um, went to Faith Christian Academy in Pasadena, Texas together. And um, I was interested in having a conversation with him just to see where he's at now. You know, we're both 30 and I was interested to see how he has progressed uh, from being raised uh, in a similar scenario to me at Faith Christian Academy. So in our conversation, we just, we talk about that. We talk about our kind of spiritual development over time. We talk about Jordan Peterson, uh, Carl Jung. We talk about how um, communism seems really cool, um, as does atheism. Um, uh, but how neither one of us identify as such. So yeah, it's really good conversation. Y'all are definitely going to enjoy it. Um, but before I get to that, I just wanted to give a brief personal reflection on some things that I've been going through. I have been officially moved back in Texas, um, repping Montrose, Houston out here. Uh, I got a day job tutoring, um, some kind of back on this normal life, which I haven't had <laughs> in almost a year, really, um, back on the sort of like mundane day-to-day -day schedule. And uh, I just wanted to kind of reflect on that a little bit, how important it is to set a daily um, intention for me whenever I wake up because it's not like oh I have all these new novel things that are keeping me constantly interested it's like oh now I have to wake up and be on a schedule and <laughs> go to my job and that for me can be a little depressing I tend to sort of more easily be prone towards depression and getting down in the mundane um and like I was driving to work today and I was really nervous. It was only like my third tutoring session. And so I was like sort of dreading it and the day-to-day -day like kind of struggle and grind of <laughs> um, life. And just like I said, like the day in, day out. And then it got me thinking about there's a saying in Buddhism um, that goes no mud no lotus no mud no lotus and what that saying means is that so the lotus flower grows in the mud in the fucking shit basically and that within our own lives there's no opportunity to blossom if there's not the shit <laughs> to fertilize us basically and that we have no notion of growth and peace and harmony without the struggle and that the two don't exist without each other and in the mundane day-to-day -day sort of 
wake up, go to work, um, you know, try to just get through the day, therein lies an opportunity to awaken and to be present. And I touched on it for a second earlier, but it's become really important for me when I wake up in the morning to set an intention and just say a prayer um, to whomever. Um, But I believe in the power of thought and, you know, you could call it the power of prayer as well Um, to just say, okay, today I choose courage. Today I choose love. Today I choose to be motivated. Um, And I ask for help um, from, you could call it God or myself or the universe or um, Gandhi, um, Cardi B, <laughs> I channel my inner Cardi B and I go get that money. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I would encourage you all to try something similar. Um, for me, it seems to work and help a little bit. Um, and it's one of those things where you notice the results more in the long run than necessarily in the moment. Um, yeah, so that's it. I just want to encourage you all to, um, look at every struggle and every opportunity as, uh, every struggle as an opportunity to awaken and to learn something and to grow. Um, no mud, no lotus. And with that, enjoy this conversation I have with an old friend, he's also an artist, um, Adam Lasea. Enjoy. Hi, welcome. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> um, I'm here with a f- old friend of yeah, mine, yeah. Um, Adam Lasea. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it, right? Lasea, yeah. Lasea, yeah. 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 We, I uh, know him from, we went to Faith Christian Academy together yeah. in junior yeah. high <laughs> yeah yeah and it seemed like i'd always like run into you i mean because like we were like 13 together yeah like, like 13 or whatever yeah. back in the day whatever like, it seems like forever ago but yeah like it seems like i like since then you know out of middle school like, i'd like run into you like once a year and yeah I'd just be like oh hey you remember puberty yeah that was fun <laughs> yeah yeah was remember fun. wearing a uniform to school yeah exactly <laughs> you had yeah. to wear a tie on yeah. wednesdays i know i'm still trying to like reconcile my skirt fetish now. <laughs> <laughs> school girl that's fetish i wonder yeah, where it came yeah, from yeah. <laughs> that's what it's in the bible that's, <laughs> jesus wants you to wear a skirt um so he can look up it like <laughs> I always wonder, like, I guess I understand, you know, some of the logic behind wearing a uniform. Yeah. But I was just, on Wednesdays, we had chapel, so, like, the boys had to wear yeah. a tie. Yeah. Like, right. I think that kind of lost me a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a bit, like, I don't know. It's a bit disconcerting, I guess, at the time. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was like, a, it was a hassle back then. Then, like, looking back at it, it's just like, I don't understand, like, that Why? idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? like... <laughs> Like, yeah, on Wednesdays, you couldn't wear, like, your other uniform. You had to wear, like, the blue with the white top. And then girls could wear – we could only wear skirts. We couldn't even wear pants. Like, yeah. And then hold the mic just a little – just try to keep it – yeah. Just otherwise it'll be up and down. But it's okay. Um, But, yeah, it's like girls could only wear skirts, which – 
yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, boys had to wear ties. And then you would get written up if yeah. you didn't have a yeah, tie. Yeah, right. Like, like it's punishable offenses. Yeah, it's like, like pick your so battle. Um, did you, okay. I went there from fifth grade to eighth grade. When did you go there? I started like, yeah, I was in fifth grade also. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up graduating there. Oh, though, you graduated so, yeah, from I there. Know, what right. was that? What was high school like uh, at was, Faith Christian was, Academy? Yeah. It's how you would imagine that. I mean, th- I, I say the good thing about it though, is like the last two years, uh, pastor Johnny would do like this apologetics course. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, it was based around this idea of like defending Christianity right yeah uh and it was only like years later that I started like applying those tools in order to like actually critique Christianity itself exactly. and so like it kind of like backfired to a certain est- extent you know in terms of like how they intended that shit to like work I guess yeah. but <laughs> yeah. yeah well I got really into apologetics too like I mean once I once I graduated high school, I mean, even though I didn't go to Christian high school, I was still like active in my yeah. youth group and still wow. really ascribed to that. And then yeah. when I got a little bit older, I started listening to the Bible Answer Man. Do you know who that is? That sounds super familiar. Is yeah, Hank yeah. Hanegraaff. Uh, I don't even know if he's still around, but it's all ap- apologetics. And oh, so like sure. people yeah. call in and they're like, what does the Bible say about yoga? Oh, and he'd be God. like, it's bad. Like <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. like him having a whole thing. You're going like, to get demon possessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like opening yourself up to anything other than what <laughs> we tell you. It's yeah. like a lot of like circular reasoning yeah. like within yeah. it. And, yeah. and that to me was like, I was interested in apologetics because I was like, okay, if I'm going to believe this, I need to know how to defend it. I'm going to need to know what we actually believe and why and like, you know, how it applies to real life. But then to me, it just started to seem like a little kind of limiting. And I was like, it's it's not even that I stopped believing in God. It was just like maybe there's more than just the Bible. So how did that look in in terms of like your spiritual progression? Like I think for me, at least there was like a point where I became like, even more conservative in terms of like, oh, well, now I need to start practicing like the Old Testament laws yeah. in order to like achieve like some modicum of like what I understood like godliness to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I did a similar thing. I actually yeah. had developed an eating disorder like my senior year of high school yeah, because yeah. I was, I had started fasting and oh, wow. just went to this extreme level yeah. of, I mean, there are a lot of psychological reasons that were tied yeah. to that, yeah. that I just like ascribed to yeah. like religion, but to me, it was like, okay, less is more. Okay, poverty is important. Um, right. You know, yeah. I like misinterpreted a lot of those sort of like lessons yeah. to the extreme. Because right. to me, it was like kind of like you. is like I, I just went to the extreme being yeah. like, okay, yeah. well, yeah. if it's not working loosely, like let me try yeah. to like, you know, yeah. see what it looks like if I actually like am super dogmatic about right. these because things. I think it's like tied into like this certain idea of inherent guilt, right? which is like bred into the the dogma itself, you know what I mean? It's like, so you have to feel a certain degree of guiltiness in order to like for Jesus to forgive you for your your inherently earthly. Yeah, exactly, you feel bad, yeah. Yeah, right? And so like that doesn't ever really go away. And like, of course you have like these like, enter those liminal spaces where you're like, I don't know if you ever spoke in tongues. Like I never, I never did. Cause I was waiting for that to be like a real thing or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like my whole time, the whole time I was just like, it never happened. So I was like, I guess God doesn't love me. You yeah. know, I was like <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and speaking in tongues is very particular to more, uh, um, what's the word? Like, uh, cause I went to a Southern Baptist church and we didn't speak in tongues. Oh, it's more okay. like Pentecostal, yeah, right, right. like, which I mean the school we went to, 
I guess like on the weekends, it was more like AOG, like Assemblies yeah, of God. Exactly. And so they kind of did a lot of, I mean, I remember a handful of times, like imagine the fucking like 14 year old seeing some old lady like welling. And oh, going, I remember that cr- shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Seeing <laughs> them like fall down. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> and it's also like, it's almost like in those situations, like people want to have those really extreme religious experiences, like on a Sunday and then, you know, you wonder how much that's really applied to like their day to day lives. You know, it's like, it's like, um, having, I don't know, like having some really intense experience, but it's like, does that really like affect your day to day life? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't think, I mean, that was, I don't think that ever felt like that was always the case. Although I do still have a lot of respect for like the pastor that was there. Yeah. Uh, he's still there, right? I want to say he's still there. I think I every couple of years I will check it. Like oh, I'll yeah. Google yeah, it. Like yeah. I, but I'm pretty sure he's still the mm-hmm. pastor. Yeah. 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 I think so. I still remember like during the, the apologetics classes I took, uh, you made this one point about essentially like confronting uh, existing in that God state or, or being in that, that position as pastor and like presenting yourself as pastor. And he was always like sunny, smiling. Mm, he like, was. Yeah. It yeah. like blissed out kind of looking guy, you know? Yeah. And he was like very wise and kind, like genuinely kind, you know, I'm not, not trying to like yeah. disparage like what he actually was, you know? Yeah. but he still like confesses at a certain point. Like, yeah, sometimes I just get up in the morning and look in the mirror and I have to say, I got to smile. <laughs> and that was like, That's crazy. that was like, yeah. Oh, this, guy is human also like yeah. he has to deal with this shit also that's also yeah. crazy that he i guess maybe within that church or whatever that he felt it necessary to smile all the time right you know yeah. like that yeah. almost seems a little disingenuous yeah. too yeah. yeah i guess he looks at it as like he's just kind of being a source of comfort for people or something right. and by right. being smiley all the time i don't know but, yeah yeah um yeah so, but where are you now? Like, do you believe in God? Well, or um, like yeah, I have a certain degree of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to even like pinpoint where I am right now. I, I've been listening to a lot of like Ram Dass mm-hmm. and Ellen, Ellen, uh, what's his name? Alan Watts. Uh-huh. His name is, yeah. Yeah. That, that guy, right. And so I'm like kind of big into Ram Dass now. I don't know if you know about I don't Ram know that much about it. Uh, Ram Das, his original name was uh, Richard Alpert, okay. right? And he was a Harvard professor, uh, like during the '60s, right? And he uh, he met uh, what's that? What's that guy? A psychotropic guy? Uh, Timothy Leary. Timothy Leary. That's my right. old therapist had studied under oh, him. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Richard Alpert uh, became friends with Timothy Leary, uh-huh. and he started going down this path. You know, coming from like a clinical uh, psychologist standpoint he started experimenting with psychedelics right yeah and from there that leads him to like searching around india and everything and he finds maharaji uh he was a uh, neem Kroli baba uh the maharaji he's like more of a hindu uh practitioner but you know encountering this person and essentially uh learning under at his feet and bringing back these teachings to America. And he's like a big proponent of spiritualism in America nowadays. Right. And he wrote this book in the, it was like, uh, be here now. It's a big book. Hippie okay. Yeah. Book. I've and heard like, of that yeah, book. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a big old hippie book. Like back in the seventies or the fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been like researching that shit. And so to the extent to answer your question, maybe I believe in God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I kind of like, 
the way that I view God now is so much different from the way that I was taught. I I mean, not entirely different, but it's newer and more personalized. Like, I think before it was like I had to fit within this certain theology and believe things from this particular book and people who were approved within that, like, you know, somebody like Max Licato, I don't know if you know who that is, or like, you know, these type of like people who are kind of Christian apologetic apologists Mm -hmm. now or whatever. And, um, you know, and I took a while where I don't even know if I would consider myself an atheist. Like I always wanted to be an atheist. Like I liked the idea. Like I was like, Oh, that's so cool to just like (laughs) be like science, whatever. But then I just kind of was like, but can't God also exist alongside that? Like it doesn't have to be like, yeah. You know, yeah. okay, I believe in Christianity, like right. I could still believe in God beyond yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. beyond like yeah. certain dogma or whatever. That's a more practical. I went I went like you know, speaking of like the extremes, right? So like once I had like my disillusionment with Christianity, I like went full hardcore like atheist. Oh, you like, did? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and then you know, so I just you know studied science. I mean, that's how I freaking went into the medical field in the first place. You know, yeah. what I mean, like oh, this is hard science, and if I'm gonna be a good person and help people, I right. need to go to medicine. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, and, and and it's it's like you get really bitter, man. Like it's just it's hard yeah. to walk around in that constant state of like like. Uh, thinking you're right i mean well postmodernist like deconstructionizing of like fucking deconstructionizing that's a word for your podcast that's listeners I'm google it <laughs> after <laughs> deconstructing uh uh um oh shit I didn't even know yeah what like yeah. deconstructing like yeah. particular beliefs yeah or, exactly yeah. right and you just like do that all the time like you're not the funnest guy at the party if you're, you're just constantly telling everyone like how wrong they <laughs> exactly, are. No, right? atheists yeah. always seem very yeah. miserable. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. And like hunched over. Like they all, they yeah. like never look very healthy. Yeah. Like <laughs> or smiley. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Albert Camus fucking scale. Like Nietzsche just like every picture he leaves is like, dude, that guy's Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like Nietzsche's like their god or whatever. <laughs> They're just like, God is dead and it's like, Yeah, well you should read a little bit more Nietzsche before you just say that god is dead yeah, like yeah. maybe he didn't yeah. mean it like that yeah I mean, yeah well yeah yeah it's a symptom of like you know postmodernized uh approaching concepts i mean i, I guess that's really what he's talking about i guess maybe i'm kind of talking out of my ass no I don't know. no yeah. you're not wrong like <laughs> yeah. i mean my understanding you know when nietzsche said that god is dead is that you know okay maybe the God of the old Testament is dead that like, mm-hmm. you know, okay. God doesn't like just strike down and like kill people in a fucking fire and like burn no. down an entire town in yeah. front of people. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I think my interpretation or what I've been taught from different people is that like, it's not that necessarily the concept of God is dead, but that our certain old school, like notions of God is that like God doesn't interact with us in those ways anymore. Right. Okay. So, and that kind of, you know, when I was, I started studying philosophy and that's what got me kind of really looking at the logic of Christianity and being like, okay, it's perhaps it's not that the entire argument is valid, that God doesn't exist, but perhaps there's a much broader way of looking at God or, you know, sometimes I will say like, okay, God or the universe, because I think sometimes when people hear the word God, they're just like, okay, no, like no God. But it's like, well, why can't it be the universe or the interconnectedness of all things or science? Like, however you define it, it's something that's like 
beyond our limited scope of exactly. understanding yeah. of the yeah. universe, yeah. basically. I like that. I mean, to a certain degree, like I had that moment of like trying to like rationalize certain attributes of God, you know, because, you know, coming from like hardcore atheist to like more, I guess, spiritually somewhat enlightened, mm-hmm. you know, schmucky kind of guy that I am now, <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, is going through that progression. Like there were moments where I was just like, well, I don't know about like the Buddhist conception of God. Like that may be true, but the Christian God, that seems like it's kind of hard to fall into place. I'm going to call myself a Christian atheist, uh, <laughs> everything else agnostic. And I, you know, I kind of like play around with these terms in order to like get more grounded mm-hmm. when like playing around with these terms isn't the fucking point. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, because they all sort of are arbitrary and man-made anyway so like even to say if people are like so what do you consider yourself as and i'm like well not to be like oh i'm spiritual or non-religious or whatever but it's also like the way that i interact with what i call god or the universe or the divine is it's a very personal experience and i mean i would say it's maybe something like intuition um i see when I see nature a lot, like, yeah. you know, we're out, we're outside right now. Like when I look at trees, like to me, mm. like that, it's just some, like, I just kind of like see yeah. God in trees. Yeah. Like yeah. it just like, and almost like an extension of creation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like that, like that there's something that's beyond myself, right. you know, right. Um, I can't really define it in any sort of like logical argument, right, you know? Right, right. And so like I have recently kind of started to play with this idea of like a personal relationship with God mm-hmm. and what that means. Cause you know, within Christianity you're taught like, okay, you accept Jesus into your heart and then you have a personal relationship with God, but then you still have to obey these certain rules and regulations that are dictated by these structures right. or like, you know, the church or the Bible or whatever. But I think it's possible to have a personal relationship with God that's beyond just that Mm -hmm. and that it's more like how do I see God in my day-to-day life and the way that I move about in the world and see myself in the world right you know right there's a story that uh, Hanuman you know Hanuman is uh, one of the part of the uh, Hindu pantheon he's like Mm -hmm. a monkey god kind of a being uh, but he's essentially an avatar of Rama you know, on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so when Rama asks Hanuman, who are you or, or what am I to you? Uh, he says, when I believe that I'm a body, <laughs> I am a... Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, w- when I believe I'm a body, I'm a servant to you. Uh, when I know that I'm a soul, I see myself as your eternal light. Uh, but when I realize the truth, I know that you and I are the same. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just got goosebumps. Like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that, that's something yeah. I've really been experiencing a lot more is that I think I see within myself, like I said, you could call it like maybe intuition or something yeah. like yeah. that sort of like pure awareness. And I've been like... And, and that's something that we all have, like all human beings have consciousness and are able to tap into something that's just pure consciousness, like pure awareness, not detached yeah. to any particular thought or emotion. And so I've been really getting, getting into a lot of like Buddhism mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. Buddhist teachings and meditations. And a lot of these meditations that I've done, they, you know, they get you into your body, 
but then they kind of like make a lot of space right, be, right, to like right. clear out all the thoughts and clear mm-hmm. out all the bullshit. And what it does is, is then by midway through or towards the end of the meditation, you're just sitting in a place of pure awareness and that whenever thoughts come up, you just look at them as like clouds in the sky that are passing or right, like, Oh, these are right. just, I'm just thinking, but beyond all of that thinking is just, pure awareness Absolutely. intuition yeah and that's something yeah. that we all have yeah and i mean uh not to be like all dmt have you ever done dmt <laughs> <laughs> no no i haven't done really much of these psychedelics oh you yeah. haven't i really? know right why yeah. <laughs> why have you not um i i i'd never been like in a really comfortable place to like actually i mean i'm not opposed to it like it's on my bucket list i'm gonna uh-huh. do it one day you but have to i yeah, mean you right? would yeah <laughs> i just needed like at least one sober friend and like <laughs> a locked room somewhere to like keep me grounded and not yeah. you know <laughs> no you would yeah. do you i would don't do know well. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's i mean the thing with psychedelics is like ultimately it all is in your head right yeah, so it's yeah. like wherever your mind state is right you know so even if you are by yourself or mm-hmm. or you do experience some sort of like chaos that comes about like whenever yeah. you're in the trip that um that ultimately you're in control of yeah. the trip yeah and um and even like i've had times in trips when like bad shit will come up like just yeah. within my own mind because it's something that is going on within me. So it's like, especially whenever I was in therapy and hadn't really unveiled a lot of things Mm. and like motivations to like why I would do certain things or whatever that sometimes those things would come up during trips. Like I had one a couple of years ago where, so my dad passed away and I was, you know, I always looked at my dad as like, he was the one who was always there for me. He was the cool one, you know, he was like, he was an alcoholic and had issues, but he was way more there for me in my childhood than my mom was. So I was like kind of held him on a pedestal Mm. in a way. And then I had a trip where I had been in therapy. I'd been kind of, my therapist had kind of been teasing the idea to me that like maybe my dad wasn't perfect. (laughs) And so it was sort of like this thing that was kind of underlying something that I was wrestling with anyway. And then I had a trip where I was like, he it just like a lot of pain came up in realizing his imperfections right. and realizing like yeah. maybe he wasn't there for me all the time and that like he's not here now like so clearly he oh, wasn't shit. like totally yeah. perfect like where are you now yeah. like and yeah. so even when you're even whenever you're having a trip and stuff like that comes up that it's actually important to face sometimes the like difficult questions and difficult things right. that come up in a trip. Right. And that's what can be really great and useful about psychedelics yeah. is that yeah. it allow and it, and it almost kind of like makes space for you to be able to confront those really Reconcile painful things. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like kind of the young's kind of, when he talks about the shadow self, the shadow, like others attribute oh God, like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you kind of like tap into like this separate thing that's maybe even not completely repressed. I think I want to say young kind of like refers to like the true shadow self as like something you can never like become fully, you can never fully like reconcile with, you know what I mean? And his, and I want to say, I might be making that up. You probably know better than me. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my understanding, I don't know if it was young, who mentioned this, but that I've heard it said, I think it was young that like in order to fully become an adult and to be like a complete person in the world, you have to confront that shadow self Yeah, and you have to confront uh, okay. uh, yeah. the real, the real possibility that within each of us yeah. lies like, you know, 
good and evil Mm -hmm. and that within our heroes also like they have their own limitations as well wow like i um i went through really traumatic experience with my brother actually um did you ever meet my brother i met your brother yeah yeah Yeah, he constantly got kicked out of faith christian academy they (laughs) he would say sorry they let him back and then he'd like i don't know do other crazy shit like (laughs) so you know but you know he was always the rebellious one but i still looked up to him and was like oh it's my brother i love him but then there was like one time i was like had been in therapy for a couple of years and he came to live with me in new york and had done all this shit to just take advantage of me like stole like he just constantly stealing and lying and it was extremely traumatic for me to really come to terms with the fact that he wasn't just like oh my big brother he loves me no matter what it's like no he's an extremely complex person exactly and really coming to terms with that kind of pushed me to another level of if anything i can be a little too uh um, observant with people like mm. I kind of can be a little bit like okay if I can't trust my own brother how can I trust yeah. this other person yeah. like I will open myself up to a certain extent but then I always kind of like little side eyeing yeah. some people yeah. you yeah. know so which is not a bad you know thing to have especially yeah, as a woman not. you yeah. know to oh, like absolutely. protect yourself to exactly. be like okay I don't fully trust everything you're saying yeah. let me like really yeah. get to know you first yeah. you know yeah. so and and so Ultimately, it was freeing for me to come to terms with, you know, his limitations and who he was as a complete person. And I think it's like we were talking about with realizing the shadow self is realizing just like the full capacity for what is possible within a Mm -hmm. human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's legit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So and I think that's kind of tied to like a lot of. I haven't. I actually haven't read too much Carl Jung, but I yeah. fully anticipate yeah. to be doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm more like a YouTube philosopher, so I don't really like. I have like. Yeah, same. Like, usually, you know? yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do you listen to Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson. Yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I I love Jordan Peterson. Uh, I do think he has limitations in certain yeah. arguments that yeah. he makes. Like, Absolutely. obviously, nobody's perfect, yeah. but you know, he can be a little bit too appealing to the right wing. Right. Like, exactly. Um, Which I mean, I don't know if it's like an attribute of like his directly communicating in the way he does, you know, cause I've seen him in a debate where he just got wrecked, you know? Like, oh really? Yeah. Which one? I'll have to uh, look that up. It was, it was one of the monk debates. It was, um, uh, it, w- it was some, uh, NFL broadcaster on the, uh, uh I forget what it was, but I mean, th- they're debating, um, fucking, sorry, this is good. This is good podcasting me mumbling. Oh like no, that's it. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun of it, nah. <laughs> hearing you search for thoughts. <laughs> so he was he was debating with a monk? No, it's called the Monk Debates. It's, like, set in Canada, and it's just, like, the title of these. Uh-huh. He wasn't debating a monk. but Oh, yeah, that yeah. I would love to see. But it was <laughs> Stephen Fry and Jordan Peterson, and the opposition is, is if whether or not uh, society is becoming too... PC or, or what, what's the place? What's uh-huh. the place of PC? And I forget who who was in favor for having more of a um, bearing on uh, like political political yeah and yeah. all that shit whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, in the same, I say that in the same breath, even knowing that, like, Jordan Peterson kind of didn't, like, win this debate, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even remember who was, like, in yeah. favor <laughs> of the proposition or whatever. <laughs> yeah, even though that person won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what I like about Jordan Peterson is he he makes logical arguments for, you know, I guess what you would call maybe more 
I don't even, I guess conservative perspectives in like sort of like why should the government, especially in Canada, like why should the government dictate our language and the right. way that we speak? Right. And right. just because someone is a person of color, why should that person inherently have, you know, more of a say mm-hmm. than somebody who may be within like a certain like power structure or whatever. Right. Right. Um, but there's a lot of fluidity to that too. Like there's a lot of give and take. Like I don't Absolutely. think that it's all just yeah. like one way yeah. or the other. Yeah. Because you know? I mean, to, to the, in the extent that vi- how violence reaches a culmination within society, it starts off as language. You know what I mean? Like how we define those terms, you know? Right. Even, even like in during war and shit, like in Vietnam, like you didn't, you didn't refer to them as the Vietnamese people. You right. Know, you called them gooks, you know? Right. Like it was like, right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're, exactly. They're suffering something separate. They're the other that are threatening me, you know what I mean? And the same way that we're, we're doing that now, like, oh, I just want to say the N-word, you know? What's wrong with me? Like, yeah. almost the taking away some degree of humanity out from other people, you know what I mean? And I guess that that's, eh. at the same time, I see your point, like, in terms of, like, how that, that language can become over-policed, and it, it, and it looks like a certain form of, like, fascism in and of itself, you know? Right, right, which is always, which is funny when the left does that, is, like, yeah, does yeah. the sort of opposite extreme, of yeah, and yeah, ends up, yeah. I mean, that's, it's all, like, it's all arbitrary anyway, right? Yeah, like, all yeah. of these terms that we use are just, like, ways that we're, like, okay, I'm conservative or liberal, it's, like, yeah. it's, are those my only two options? Like, right, what right. about somewhere in between, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's complex, especially with something like, okay, using the N-word, you know, it's like, you have to also understand, like, I think a lot of it comes down to, like, empathy and, like, understanding the other person's perspective, yeah. you know, yeah. and not just being like, don't tell me what I can and cannot say, and it's like, okay, maybe it's not all about you, like, right. maybe it's right. maybe it's not all about, like, okay, you can't use this word, but, like, let's talk about why it hurts me when you use that word and or how why you even want to use that word in yeah, the first place yeah exactly <laughs> like it's extremely complex yeah, so yeah, yeah yeah um yeah but jordan peterson like my biggest issue with him is he calls god a he um <laughs> <laughs> i'm like come on you should know at least logically like yeah. if god exists like it doesn't have a gender yeah, right. <laughs> play the field man what are you doing? yeah <laughs> so you know yeah, but yeah that's also just a limitation of language and things people are like used to saying. Right, like, right. I always like give my boyfriend a hard time when he like says God's a he and yeah. just like, <laughs> all right, whatever. And I'm not like miss like feminist either. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I like to like, if anything, I like to like really kind of prod a lot of the like feminine, like actually I was yeah. watching a, I like to watch, um, clips on YouTube of, uh, like judge Judy. Um, and she was talking to Katie Couric and Katie Kirk was like um, asking about like how has feminism like helped you judge Judy and then judge Judy's like I just consider myself a person like I'm a lawyer who yeah. happens to be a woman I'm a judge who happens to be a woman and then Katie Kirk says well feminism is defined as um, equality between all human beings and I'm like so why do you have to call it feminism? Shouldn't it just be called like human equality? Like why does it have to be within like the terms of being feminine means that you're equal. Like if we're equal, Mm -hmm. we're equal. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And a lot of that shit seems like justification after the fact, like we have this concept of feminism 
And now let's actually try to reconcile it with like our own day-to-day reality, right? Right. You know, so where it's, where it's iterations, we're just like, women need the right to vote. And like, right, yes, exactly. absolutely. And like it yeah. manifests in this other version of itself where I'm like, uh, we're m- women and men are more or less equal. You know, so like, what are we, <laughs> what are we actually fighting about? But yeah, there's certain like, absolutely. I mean, not to, you know, hang my head up there with yours you know I mean, i'm sure you understand this shit way better than i do you being a woman <laughs> <laughs> well that doesn't inherently mean that i understand all these issues more right. because sometimes i think feminists can you know really discount the male perspective That's and yeah. and invalidate yeah. it yeah. too like yeah. that is if it like and also i don't fully i think that we're all equal but i don't fully subscribe to the belief that like we're all the exact same yeah. i think that yeah. in general you know maybe i would say safely 85% of women, you know, are more feminine and have certain qualities like, you know, that might be a little bit more inherent to being a woman that doesn't make them better or worse than certain quality. Like I have heavy things to lift. Like, please lift them for me. You're a man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like, it's not like, I don't know. Like there are certain distinctions between the two. Right. And it's just like, objectively viewing the reality of the situation you know what i mean like there's a reason like there's not a lot of women in the nfl you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly like i mean yeah it's like there are you know and even if you do have you like your certain you know one percent of women who are you know who could like beat up a man or whatever you know it's like yeah we have those exceptions and we should make note of them and and look at it as like okay not so not all women are this way inherently but that also doesn't mean that it's bad either exactly. that there are yeah. differences yeah. to right. and like it's okay to acknowledge the differences Absolutely. there you go so all right we saw feminism what next <laughs> what else uh <laughs> communism uh, <laughs> world I, hunger yeah cancer. i don't know it all tonight <laughs> i don't know that much about communism actually like i've just it's been mentioned a few times yeah. in different philosophy classes i've taken but mm-hmm. i don't are you familiar with just like Karl Marx, I think I try to read the Communist Manifesto yeah, and I, when I was like all angsty. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I tried. I couldn't even. I made it through like four pages. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> all right, the proletariat. I got you. I'm following. What are we doing again? What? Yeah. Yeah, that was like the idea of like being an atheist kind of went alongside like wanting to be a communist. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed really cool. It, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Let him destroying all the com- my my father's beliefs you know yeah right? exactly <laughs> like fuck you dad yeah, is right. basically what it comes I'm down a communist to. and an atheist now yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it's just like it's pretty immature i think right yeah I, yeah yeah, yeah. especially when people first go to college i think there's a lot yeah. of that you yeah. know like wanting to just like go against what they're taught yeah but i mean i think this is how like that should manifest like you can't you know you and I, we can't be here now if we didn't go through all that bullshit or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? That's true. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, And that's why I kind of still, like, I'm okay with, like, I, w- I graduated from, from faith or whatever. It's like, now looking back, I'm like, that was not that bad. You know what I mean? That's good. I got a different perspective on life. You, you know sure I mean? do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. If anything, yeah. I questioned shit, you know, and that, that was a big part of, like, how I, fr- I approached the world. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? We're just talking. Podcasting. <laughs> Podcasting. Oh, no. Yeah, I, uh, I I was actually glad that I went there for junior high. I convinced my grandmother to convince my mom to let me go to public school for high school because it had a better education, which is hilarious that <laughs> public school. But it also, like, 
I mean, you know how it was at Faith's, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, yeah, you could yeah. just get by on not doing shit, yeah, right? basically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't really matter, so. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, I still, you know, I couldn't do math for shit, and I still can't, you know? But, yeah. you know, I, I, I think the literary teaching in that class was, like, above par. You yeah. Know I mean? So I think that part was good. Uh, I got a, I learned a lot of bases for like art and shit like that around that environment and stuff like that and acting. I was in fucking drama and shit oh, like so. that. You yeah. know, it was like fun experiences, which I probably wouldn't have got if there were you know a hundred other kids I was graduating instead of graduating with instead of the the nine in my graduating. You class. graduated with nine. Yeah. <laughs> so you graduated with Shanna McDuff. Shana I, who oh, else shit. was in, anybody else? That oh God. We went who to would No. Oh my God! I even, I'm even like having <laughs> of the nine. I, <laughs> I don't even think I can I name even. nine people in my graduate <laughs> class. Like, I didn't talk to anybody. Like. There's Shannon McDuff was there. This kid named Heidi. Oh, there's this one guy that was like my friend, you know, and like the only other guy that I got like guy guy there pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, and he didn't graduate because. He went to jail for selling like a kilo of like coke or something oh, like dang. that. What's yeah, his no, name? What's his number? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> 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 nah, I don't put him on blast or whatever. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> his name is. No. <laughs> yeah. Do you still keep in touch with him? No, like I saw him on Facebook one time. You know, obviously yeah. he's like out of jail now. Well, that's <laughs> like good. Hey, <laughs> there Faith you go. Christian Academy, proud alumni. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder what the percentage of people who went to Faith ended up in jail. Okay, my <laughs> brother, that guy. At least, so there's at least like two out of thirty right there. I know like, another guy that had some <laughs> problems. Yeah. But also that school, like a lot of parents ended up sending their kids right, there exactly. because they yeah, like yeah. couldn't get by in public, in public school, school. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah that was a big does part of like the cons- and then that's another world view that i like i have now you know what i mean yeah like, he was like yeah, i remember he brought in a bag of like crystal meth and i'm oh like freaking God. like <laughs> you know 14 or whatever the fuck and i'm like what the fuck are you oh what is this God. and i'm just like playing with it you know like, wow. do it but you know <laughs> <laughs> in bible class yeah exactly like <laughs> right and i just like fuck with him and like i steal it from his pocket and like throw it on the ground like <laughs> <laughs> he's the it. teacher probably wouldn't even know what the exactly. fuck that was <laughs> like they'd be like it's fucking rock salt yeah right know. yeah <laughs> it's candy yeah. um yeah, no, I, I I did like going to faith though, especially like every month they make you like memorize those scriptures. Yeah, like, you know yeah. I always like that. Yeah. Like, Do you still remember any of them? Uh, Luke two. Uh, that was like every <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every December we had to memorize the story yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely remember a lot. Like I I really appreciate having that foundation in uh, Christianity yeah. Yeah. and you know and in the Bible because and also like. I don't even mean to like totally talk shit about it because I do think that there's a lot there that, you know, is nice. And, you know, as long as you're not so like thoroughly attached to it, that there are a lot of lessons that are really important. And like, when you look at like Jesus as a character or as a teacher, the the thing, you know, his anti-establishment attitude of being like, you know, how about like, let's love people who aren't just, who aren't just like us. Like, you know, like those basic, like, and even whenever I was a Christian, like I always appreciated that about Jesus was like, wait, he's not hanging out with the religious people. He's hanging out with the fucking like, yeah, yeah. other people who are like left out. So like when I went to high school, it was like I would hang out with like the skaters and the drug guys, yeah. music people, you know, yeah, artists, yeah. basically yeah. <laughs> artists. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's like because I'm like, that's who Jesus would hang out with. Right. Like, he wasn't right. just like. 
talking to other yeah. Christians. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like at a certain point that I was like one of those snobby Christians, though. I don't know. Like, yeah. I definitely appreciate that. But like at the same time, I mean, I, I'm more coming to terms with that nowadays. I'm just like, oh, shit, there's a lot of actually good stuff in the Bible. Like, yeah. Going back and reading it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You have to have that time to step away. It's like, yeah, it's like the whole progress of being like, OK, I believe this thoroughly. Okay, no, fuck all of that. And then now being able to come back to it yeah, and right. be like, wait, no, there are some like <laughs> certain things that are nice yeah, about it. Yeah. I don't know that much about Islam, but I'm sure there's some yeah. things in there that yeah. like they give, I think one of their tenets is like to give to the poor. Like that Absolutely, really right? Nice. I mean, if yeah. you look at some of the, like the practical teachings, that's just like so much not how it's projected to be. And, you know, in terms of like ISIS. Oh, and yeah, shit like exactly. That, yeah. yeah. My friend of mine, uh, um, yeah, I don't know, a couple of years ago, uh, took me to his mosque one time. And I did the whole, I mean, I, I try to go in there with an open mind. Granted, it, it was hard to glean anything like teachings per se out of it. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it's just like ritualized, like you get to bow 12 times and stand up. And, you know, right. and I just like tried not to step on anyone's hands the entire time. <laughs> you know, I was just, like trying to go through the motions and everyone's doing their chanting prayer. You know, nothing but men, all the women on their back. Uh, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that already. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least like. I, I could say I did that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I tried. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I took a, um, at, at Columbia, I took a contemporary Islamic society class. Um, yeah. And so that did open me up to, like, all these other perspectives Absolutely. within, like, the yeah. Islamic world. And it's extremely complex, like, oh, yeah. because it ranges yeah. from, you know, Africa to the Middle East, like that's a big Absolutely. range of different perspectives exactly. and yeah. you know cultures. Yeah, especially like, like well, for the I mean I can only speak for like the more American <laughs> version of that, you know. And like I work with a lot of doctors and just like just grounded, nice people, you know. Yeah. Even for being surgeons, you know, like they actually <laughs> like make an effort to like, hey, did you see that f- freaking Star Wars movie? We <laughs> want, always wanted to talk about Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Like he's a cool guy, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like that's what I think of whenever I, you know, I think of like a Muslim person, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the guy, yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I like that idea too of like being like, apart from our like dogma and the things that we think and the ways that we think that we're right, that yeah. ultimately we have these ways that we can connect with each Absolutely, other, which right. to me, like which that. Which is Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is Game of Thrones and pornography. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's like, you know, there's these certain things that like, yeah, we can connect with other people. It's like connecting with another person. Like you could almost call that church. Like, right. you know, that's really like recognizing right. that the other person is a person yeah. and seeing like humanity exactly yeah, like yeah. i mean what else is there Ex- like, absolutely yeah. yeah yeah like that's that's spiritual as fuck yeah. like and i always try to do that like when i'm meeting new people it's like you know how can i just connect with them where they are absolutely. instead yeah. of just like yeah. thinking like how am i right how can i like try to witness to this person and convince them to believe yeah. what i believe yeah. like how can i just like be a good person and right. like, be nice like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's super noble uh, wh- <laughs> where are you at right now like do you actually practice like mindfulness and in your meditation um hang on let me ri- let me light this cigarette <laughs> because we I mean, do a certain degree i think I try to tap into those aspects of, of like mindfulness and, and you were talking about uh, like kind of like dissolving your body when it comes to like meditating and stuff like that or like recognizing yourself outside of 
absolute awareness and yeah. stuff like that. Which I mean, that's like you know, which is totally like this dukkha, you know, like fucking like first noble truth dukkha, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like existence of suffering. I'm like still in it, you know. I can't like. Uh, that's why I'm like in a you know, space in between like coming to terms with that shit, you know. I, I mean? think looking at if I think that if you're looking at existence as suffering, yeah, that there's it's extremely complex because looking at existence as suffering is like is like recognizing that nothing is ever going to be perfect and there will always be a million things that you can worry about Mm. and that life inherently has within it um the complexity that includes suffering right but that i don't think that it's the full story because you know, I think if you say, okay, life is suffering, but then <clears throat> you lead it maybe down a logical way, which is like, life is suffering. Suffering leads to growth. Yeah. So then life yeah. is growth, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. and that like, like that. Yeah. you can't, you can only understand suffering by understanding not suffering. Right. So if you say life is suffering, then inherently within that life is not suffering. Right. And so looking at life as something of a play between the two. Yeah. And the only constant is change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Like that it's, there's this fluidity of chaos and order, right? Like there's a fluidity of good and evil. And that I think a lot of people just want to avoid pain and seek pleasure. Mm -hmm. And it's not that that's wrong. It's not that like, obviously we want to be happy and to survive like that's a basic animal instinct right but but that's a little naive and so to recognize that life includes suffering is maybe something like recognizing that there's a shadow self and recognizing that there's multiple layers to life yeah right well i mean i guess it's that's the that's the progression from the first noble truth to the fourth right so the fourth would be like how do you escape that cycle of suffering? You know what I mean? Right. Which is like the eightfold path or whatever the fuck, you know what <coughs> I mean? Uh, which I'm even trying to remember now. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. 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 True vision, true livelihood. Uh, God. Okay. I got two down. That's, uh, good. That's more than me. All right. So the know. rest of the podcast is in me trying to remember <laughs> the <Google>. others. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't you hate that. Like, I, I kind of like I could recognize all these concepts, but like all of it's just like in my phone. Like, yeah, I don't well, like no, I mean, there's <laughs> only so much you could know. It's yeah, like yeah. Within within your life, it's more about how is it applied rather than like knowing the actual like well, you, you know language right. behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you know I look at I do uh, a lot of um, meditations and listen to a podcast by this woman named Tara Brock. Um, you should definitely check her out. Um, cause she talks a lot about transforming suffering into awareness and it's not that we try, we should try to avoid suffering, but that we make space for it and allow it to be here. And that actually in allowing suffering to be here and being okay with feeling like shit, Mm -hmm. that it actually opens up a lot of space for us and that within that space is freedom. Yeah but that that space includes the suffering. Um, Because I think when you're resisting the suffering and you're really trying to not feel a certain way, that that's just creating more strife. It's like you can't cure thinking with more thinking. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to like 
just step away from it, wow. which is like the yeah. like practice of meditation yeah. is like really, yeah. I mean, I've been doing, I've been, med- have you ever meditated? I, I try to, I don't, I don't make a regular practice of it. I don't, you know, every once in a while. I'll, it's a yeah. process. Like, Absolutely. I, I think yeah. a lot of people, I've heard people say like, I don't, I'm really bad at meditating. I can't meditate. And yeah. I'm like, well, nobody is, <laughs> nobody is good yeah. at meditating. Like that's okay. Like that's the point is to not be good. The point is that it's a lifelong path. Right. <laughs> Are you trying to light your cigarette? Do you want to use that? <laughs> um, it's a lifelong path. It's a journey. Like there's no just like quick fix to like becoming enlightened. Like when I started meditating, I would do, I did Headspace, which is, have you ever heard of that? It's an yeah. app. Yeah. 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 So like my first year of meditating was just like 10 minute meditations, just like learning how to like sit down and focus on my breathing and you know, and then it just like would progress into other things. Like one thing I actually really love to do, um, is take a psychedelic microdose and then do a meditation because then it, that is like a, it's like a fucking magic pill in a lot of ways of like helping you learn how to like what kind of what the point is of like meditating. And obviously you can do it without that, like without psychedelics, but it definitely is more fun. Yeah. I think like (laughs) my Roger like referred to, those psychedelics is just like is not only just the guru drug but like just like a means of like fast tracking awareness exactly like the point of the awareness itself is like something abstract that could be should right maybe should maybe it's a it's kind of too much of a parameter uh but like can be practiced like outside of those things absolutely i mean i mean mean, in my day-to-day life like I don't always, I don't do psychedelics every day, you know, or on a, even a regular basis. It's just like through, and now that I've like done enough psychedelics and have practiced enough meditation that I can see meditation is like, it does basically the same thing that psychedelics do, which is it clears out all the bullshit. Like it clears away all your thoughts and teaches you it's a practice right of learning to be able to step away from all the chaos that's going on in your mind and be like wait but ultimately the only thing that is actually real is right now right here right now like i could worry about a million things that are gonna happen but ultimately we're just sitting out here on my back patio looking at trees (laughs) you know yeah yeah so meditation is like learning to get better at that in right. your day-to-day life. Right. That's, I don't know. Yeah. You made a lot of good points there. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I mean, I've been recommending meditation and stuff to people yeah. like yeah. crazy. I'm just like, don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Like it's a lifelong journey, but you yeah. like, you will get better. Absolutely. Like, you will. And it will just like, yeah. and then you'll like really have more fun with it. Yeah. Like I love meditating yeah. now, but I think it was, I think it was Hume that made this point about a uh, work at hand and like the only way to truly be happy is like just do work with your hands essentially you know right? yeah I don't, is that human you probably i'm think i'm looking at you like maybe you know it better than i do but i don't know I haven't, no, I'm, no, here, you, I'm, I'm sorry i don't mean to put you, you on the spot no no, no. <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. I, I think you know if you say look working with your hands like it can be a very meditative practice like Absolutely. just yeah. like running can yeah. be because yeah. it brings yeah. you into yeah. the present moment where well, it's like yeah, yeah you're yeah. just doing this yeah. thing like yeah yeah <clears throat> <coughs> I mean, that's like true that's true yoga you know what i mean that's why like there can be yoga where you're like doing all these poses and stuff like that and that's a means of like achieving that state of meditation you know what i mean right and i think i try to do that like i know i just got you this stupid yeah you do art yeah 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 
so I do a lot of sculpting and like that it. is like big part of like my means of achieving a certain degree of like mindfulness or yeah. like self-awareness because like you know there's like the conception phase where like I think of the idea and then it's six hours of just building you know what I mean exactly <laughs> so, so it's like just you know right there doing this shit you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah i do art also yeah, yeah. and it's i've I seen mean, some of your stuff which is like pretty it's <laughs> pretty the collages are really great and i like you do, you do some like absurdism kind of a yeah things and it's just like it's it's great yeah, yeah yeah thank you yeah i just like to me yeah it's like that's meditation like mm -hmm. if i could if i could just lock myself in i mean that's really what i've been doing since january until i moved back here is like i've just been in a garage basically yeah. like with my boyfriend like renting out a room from these people just spending all yeah. our time in the garage just working on art like wow. just yeah. you know i mean i do comedy and that helps keep me social like, there you, <laughs> go. you know yeah that's good gives me yeah. a way to yeah. like you know yeah. reach out to multiple people but you know i think that's what i love about yeah. art or you know there's multiple ways for people to do that too of yeah. like just like learning to like be present and in the moment and in this like process right. of creation right yeah right yeah that's do you sell that. your art or anything? Or? No, it's it's more like graffiti, you know. So like, I'll I'll leave it places, and I just try to gauge people's reaction to What's it. What's your tag, or what do you? <sighs> the sad cat. I go by a, a Rob Boss. Rob Boss. Rob Boss. Instead of Bob Ross. Get it? Ew. Yeah, no, yeah. I like it actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I mean, I make a lot of like just I just try to get like visceral reactions from people, and a lot of my art. So it is kind of like grotesque and these weird colors and stuff like that, and yeah, you know. It's sometimes it's good, you know, because I'll go to a bar and I'll just like, like a magic trick. I'll just like leave like a fucking bust, you know, like a That's giant. That's what's up. <laughs> I love that. You know, and I'll just like leave it there and just walk away. You That's know? dope. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just like hang out at the end of the bar and just like see how people see like. People, and yeah. And inevitably like someone will come along like oh i love this and they steal it you know uh -huh. what i mean so it's just like <laughs> make sure you like put your web get a website put your <laughs> website on the back <laughs> well, I, see, I don't know that's i'm trying to like capitalize i know on right <laughs> like how can you make money yeah. doing that? Like, <laughs> and there's no money on it and that's why it's still like i still kind of put it under that category of this like of meditation because like i try to actually actively try to remove my ego from the art you know oh, what I mean? that's really nice and uh, so like I on the on the internet Rob Boss, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not, it's not even my real name. You can look at my art over there. Yeah. And then like outside of that, you know, where are you gonna find my pieces? Who knows? You know what I mean? Like wherever I leave it, yeah. mostly some random bar somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's great. I don't know. I mean, to that extent, I know I talk to other artists and they kind of like are disparaging because I mean, I'm lucky that I have a day job. You know what I mean? I make decent money at it. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so like I can kind of like afford to like just give away my fucking art. You know, like yeah. my shitty art and you know whatever. But and a lot of people that can't do that. Like this is all they know how to do. And like so when I tell them about like you're making money off of your art, like yeah. what's the like the, this degree of like arrogance inherently, right? As an artist, right? We have that like. I'm going to say something and you deserve to hear it, you know, right? right? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> right. You know? And so like, you're already taking that from someone else. Like you need to hear this. You need to look at this. Right. You know what I mean? You're taking that away from them and then you're capitalizing it by asking them to, to give you money for it. But uh, it's also, you did spend your time and we do live absolutely. within a capitalist society. Oh yeah. Society. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. That's how I look at I it. I can look at it, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, not, not, to, not to pick a fight. You know? No, no, you're not. I mean, both <laughs> perspectives are not wrong or right. 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 Like, they're yeah. just different middle perspectives. Way. Middle yeah, way. There's like some way in, bet in between that. And so, like, I, I started take, trying to take commissions, but, like, no one's really taking me up on it. Mm -hmm. I had some galleries kind of ask me for my stuff, but it's just, like, I'm, like, I make it and I send it out. I don't really, yeah. like, collect it to, like, 
Candor Tree Gallery, so it's a whole thing, you know. Yeah. And so I'm just like I'm trying to still trying to find that middle way, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's whatever you want to do with it. If you want to, if you, to me, it's like I love doing art and I love talking about spirituality. So how can I just try Boom. to make money doing yeah. that? You know, That's it's like. Awesome. You know, but I'm also, I just started tutoring and I like right. doing that too. Yeah. So like, that's not a bad way to also make money there in the meantime. So yeah, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so we've been talking for about an hour. So oh, I snap. Guess okay. I know it felt like yeah, shorter right. than that. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for being on. Like, hey, it was good to chat with you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. No, you're good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Bye y'all. Yep. Bye. Okay, I hope y'all enjoyed the conversation that Adam and I had. Um, he does have art on his Facebook. If you check him out, his name is Rob Boss on Facebook. Um, make sure you tell your friends about this podcast if you are enjoying it. Or if you hate it, be like, I fucking hate this podcast. Um, make sure you listen to it to see how bad it is. Um, write a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, share it with your friends, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, the rapist jokes, send me an email. If you want to chat about anything, questions, fears, spiritual practices, um, therapist jokes at gmail.com. My website is therapistjokes.com or the rapistjokes.com. I have some upcoming shows. Um, the Secret Group, um, July 3rd. I have a couple of other ones. That's the only one I'm remembering. So uh, check out my website. That's all going to be on there as well. So anyway, uh, I wish you all love, courage, pussy, money, weed, enlightenment. Namaste.